If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to my birthday, (laughs) July 20th. That is my birthday. And I've always loved my birthday because it is also the day back in 1969 that the first person landed on the moon. So I've always loved that. And yeah, happy birthday to me. So today we are going to be basically seeing terrible, uninformed, freedom policy in the making. This just happened in Louisiana last week in Ascension Parish. They're considering a kratom ban there. And it's, I would say it's laughable when you watch their meeting and the people who come up and what they say about kratom, but it's not funny. <laughs> um, it, It's incredible how little effort is put into this. And you would think that people would want to know everything there is to know about something. Uh, that's not the case here. So we're going to just check out a few highlights from that meeting. I'm going to link the video to their full meeting in the description of this podcast, along with the minutes where they're talking about Kratom. And those minutes are uh, 3120 to 5303. So here we go. The Kratom part of the meeting starts off with the council members inviting a few people to speak and to provide testimony on Kratom. Now, this is supposed to be when they're informed of Kratom, right? Like what it is and why it might be dangerous or not dangerous to help inform them, come up with an ordinance for banning it or not. And the first person they invite is from the sheriff's department. Yeah, but are they looking to speak? Yeah, speak. So we have Todd to you. And uh, Mr. Todd is from the sheriff's department. Yes, sir. How you doing, Ms. Castle, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Mason, Mr. Robert? Gentlemen, I don't like public speaking, so I apologize. I sound a little nervous. It's not too much public here. You only have three minutes anyway. <laughs> Today I'm here to speak to y'all. So it starts off good-natured and everything, and uh, he goes into why he's there, talking about his experience with the sheriff's department and why Kratom is such a terribly important, horrible thing when it comes to the opioid epidemic and beyond. But he starts, really, by talking about how he knows that it's bad because there's not really much regulation around Kratom, and the FDA and the DEA have you know, said that they think that it's a bad thing. Uh, He fails to get into the fact that they don't have any evidence to back that up so far to date. And also he fails to mention the World Health Organization report. But, you know, who cares about that? Caught the attention to FDA, which is doing studies, but there's not enough research and data to support anything for Kratom. Uh, 
Kratom has the same effects of opioid brain receptors as morphine, which does have, appears to have the same properties that expose users to addiction, uh, abuse, and dependence. And then he really comes out with the big guns. This has got to be the best, you know, quote from his whole testimony that I think I heard. It's synthetic. It's basically a synthetic heroin. It has the same effects. If you look at the effects of it, it will, it's pretty bad. It's pretty much a synthetic heroin. I don't have the words to respond to that. Except to say that no, it most definitely is not. Like, come on, people. It doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to blindly just throw something out there and say, it's basically this thing, let's just ban it and forget about it. Why would you do that? It's obviously not working. Everything that you're trying when it comes to the opioid epidemic is not working. There are more opioid overdose deaths this year, last year, than any other year in the past 20 freaking years. So obviously, whatever you've been trying to do has failed miserably. You do not have the answer to this problem. You, so far, have only made it worse, right? Like, if we're really going to talk about this, let's talk about this. But don't try and make Kratom the issue. And you know what I also love? He goes on in his testimony about how it's amazing how many people who are going through the rehab programs in the parish also happen to use Kratom. And it's like, um, yeah, put two and two together. You think that these people are in the rehab program because of Kratom, but every single time they talk about this, they always end up mentioning or slipping up or saying at some point in their testimony how people were already addicted to other things. So it's like, please show me someone who goes into rehabilitation and goes through like a a retreat program or something and they've never used another drug in their life. It's only Kratom that has caused this. Show me that person. Because so far, I haven't seen that person anywhere. It's always the case that the person was already addicted to something and then they found Kratom and, you know, then I'm willing to talk about how it doesn't help. Like, I don't care. Like, that's something else I want to make sure everyone knows. I say it over and over again. I know you're probably sick of it for those of you who listen regularly, but it's important. I don't care. If Kratom is dangerous, then I tell everyone right away, stop using it. Like, that's what will happen. I guarantee you I'll sign an affidavit if you need me to. (laughs) I will do that. And that's something that I'd like to look at seriously. If people are already addicted to another substance and then they discover Kratom while they're going through treatment, or if they're trying to, you know, do it themselves and it makes everything worse, then yeah, that should be like on the warning label of every Kratom product, or that should be something shouted from the rooftops. Hey, if you're already addicted to some sort of substance and you're trying to get over it or whatever, do not use Kratom. Yeah. Like why wouldn't anyone be okay with saying that? It's just these blind accusations that, well, the FDA says that there isn't enough research on it to show that there's anything good. And it's like, yeah, and there isn't enough research on it to show that there's anything bad either. Anyway, let's hear from the next person here. Thank you all so much for having me. I am Erin Stansfield, the director of Lifehouse for Women in Gonzales. We are a treatment program. Um, We run what you would call maybe a sober living uh, with a program. Now, I actually like this lady. I think that she's being truthful, and I think that she honestly, you know, she's a good person. She runs this uh, treatment clinic she works at um, in the parish for people dealing with mental health issues and addiction. And uh, I think that she has the best 
of intentions. And so I really listened to her testimony and I thought that she made a few points that I thought were good, like the fact that maybe you shouldn't have Kratom being sold with a huge banner saying Kratom for sale right outside of an addiction clinic. I guess that doesn't make sense. But then she says this. Some of my girls are having to go in rehab centers for this. I mean, they are relapsing on Kratom. And so I just wanted to be able to bring this to y'all's attention that this is going on. And I just hope that maybe um, as a committee, as a parish, that we can come together and outlaw it. She says that girls are coming back in, they're relapsing on Kratom. And so the thing that I'm taking away right now is, okay, so that could be a problem. Like maybe this is causing addiction, right? Like maybe people who are already addicted to another substance should not be using Kratom because it's giving them something else to be addicted to. And then they're returning to an addiction treatment program because of their Kratom use. But the thing is, I then listened to the next person and I think I connected some dots of what might be happening here. And I don't think that it's Kratom that's sending these people back to that program. Here's the next person who spoke. This is someone who was an addict and who also is against Kratom. Oh, and by the way, she's the daughter of that person from the sheriff's department. Listen to this. I'm Landry TA. August 18th of 2021, I went to my first ever detox because I was addicted to heroin, methamphetamines, benzos, and alcohol. I was released five days after. I had about five months sober, still hadn't picked up or used any substances. Then I found out about Kratom. When I first started, I thought that it was okay because it was legal and it was sold literally everywhere. I had never heard anything bad about it. Um, even in recovery, some people will say, like, oh, it helps cure your, your cravings or whatever. But in reality, you're just fueling your addiction by being on it. I decided that I wanted to quit doing it after um, about a month and a half. And so one day I had just tried to stop and then I had realized that I had developed the withdrawals. Um, and it was absolutely terrible. Kratom took as much from me is my full-blown addiction to heroin and methamphetamines. I had lost a job through it. Um, I was stealing from my sister again. I had stole her card and was because my withdrawals was so bad and was trying to get Kratom. I was a liar. I was everything I was in a regular, like, full-on addiction, you know? So by that, it sounds like she really is having these issues with, you know, getting addicted to Kratom. And she's describing it very... Uh, uh, intensely as something that has really messed with her life in a terrible, terrible way. Um, but but that last thing she says, you know, she kind of wasn't trustworthy and uh, was displaying the same sort of characteristics as being your, your everyday addict um, and that, you know, things that she would do when she was addicted to other things. And then she says this... And when I first got there, they did an initial, an initial uh, drug test. And when I hadn't picked up anything at this point, like I hadn't done anything, not even any legal pills or anything like that. But when I got there, I failed my drug test for fentanyl as well as Kratom. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's what freaked me out because I was like, I, I swear, like I, I have no reason to lie to y'all. I haven't done anything, but I failed. She says that she went in once she had taken Kratom and then wanted to get off of Kratom, she went into the rehab place and they gave a drug test 
and it came up positive for fentanyl. And after saying that she was lying at the time and couldn't be trusted, she then says, I'd not lying to (laughs) y'all. I have no reason to lie to y'all. I didn't take any drugs. So, like, what does that mean? Does that mean that she, like, didn't take any fentanyl or any other drugs she just took kratom and then the kratom showed up as fentanyl on a drug test is that what she's saying because that is utter bs there's no way it doesn't show up as fentanyl on a drug test that's not possible and so there's two things that i think could be happening one of two things one she did take kratom and she did get addicted and the kratom contained fentanyl, and and she doesn't know it. Two, the other option, she's lying. <laughs> I mean, like if you're in, if you're going into a rehab center and your father works at the sheriff's department and you messed up and you did fentanyl, and there's a place across the street that sells kratom with a big banner and people already are skeptical of it and don't like it and think that it's helping to cause the opioid epidemic and you can use it as an out because it's legal you know i just i i hate to assume this sort of thing with people but like it's really like the stars are kind of aligning on this one you are do you think i'm crazy like because i don't i'm not really i'm really not the type of person to say this sort of thing but like look at the situation there's it just seems like there's something fishy going on here. Like, the, it just seems like it's an easy out. Or it's possible that it's there's fentanyl that's, that's you know, in the kratom and that the vendor or the gas station, whatever company is in control of the kratom, is just a terrible, terrible company or vendor of kratom. And they're, you know, one of those ones that are actually responsible for killing people because they include fentanyl in their products and don't tell anyone. But I don't think I'm crazy here that that this person would walk in, test positive for fentanyl, and now testify to their local council that they didn't do any dr- other drugs and that it was Kratom that's ruined everything and that they were actually on the men for recovery otherwise. It kind of is starting to seem like a scapegoat to me. The last person they hear from is someone who does business development for a recovery center in the parish, and a lot of what he says is just kind of like echoes from his colleagues and himself. Uh, A lot of it's just like talking about the FDA and DEA being concerned about Kratom. Um, At one point, he even references the FDA's, you know, own admission that there are far fewer deaths from Kratom than from other things like heroin. Uh, You know, let's not even get into disputing that right now, (laughs) but um, he does reference that. And then he says something that just remarks once again on this point that I just can't get past. Sadly enough, also the testing for Kratom is not up to snuff as other testing is from heroin, methamphetamines and those things. He mentions right there that the testing isn't even like accurate or really a thing at the moment. So... (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, I'm going to, you know, stop going through this now. There was some more material. You guys can all check it out. But I tried to do a brief summary of it. I also really do want to be impartial about this sort of thing, but it's pretty hard not to call out BS when you see it. And 
The problem is, there wasn't really hardly any real information presented about Kratom at this meeting. Um, I went through the whole thing. I did not find more than a couple facts about Kratom that was shared with the council members. So they're being given this information in these first-hand accounts that are ill-informed and are likely going to result in a ban there. I would like to make a motion, Mr. Chairman, I'm sure I can elicit a second, that uh, we send this information to our legal counsel, ask him to write a, an ordinance and uh, propose that to the full counsel, that this uh, substance be made illegal in this parish for sale or use. Because we're not going to solve the problem of Kratom and Ascension Parish when we say you can't buy it here because you can buy it across mm. the parish lines. So I think we also need to make sure that the usage becomes criminal. So there you have it. And so it goes. Another place, another ban. It's not banned yet, but based on that council member's statements, I don't think that they have long. And it's just a shame in my opinion because it didn't have to go this way. They just needed to have some real information. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like, people testifying to their local committees and councils is a good thing, and you don't expect anybody who's just like your ordinary citizen to come with data and research and all this stuff. No, I mean, they're supposed to testify on their lived experiences. And so I don't think there was anything wrong with anybody who went up there in terms of just sharing their accounts and their experiences when it comes to Kratom. That's fine. And if it's negative, that's fine. But to have someone from the sheriff's department saying all of these things about how it's worse than heroin and that it's a synthetic heroin and having someone who's addicted to a number of substances say that they tested positive for fentanyl and that they're inferring that Kratom is why they tested that way when they themselves said right before then that at the time they were really lying to their family and all these things. It's just lacking some real context. It's lacking some actual information, some substance, and some studies. It really is. And I don't like the idea of banning something without knowing anything about it to begin with, no matter what it is. Unless you have a like very obvious situation where something is killing people the second they touch it, why would you ban something that you don't understand? And I think it's out of fear. I've said this once before, I'll say it again, and I understand the, the sentiment or the reasoning behind it. I think that people are starting to really struggle, like even publicly, who are in elected roles and who are dealing with some of the worst areas where the opioid epidemic has hit. And they don't know what to do because it's just getting worse. So they're just reaching out for any option that shows they're still doing things and hoping one of the things actually does something. <laughs> I guess that's the way to put it. But I mean, really, if, if, you, if you wanted to make a problem better, you first have to know what the heck you're talking about. And I don't believe anybody there really passed along any great, wonderful, uh, straightforward facts about Kratom and the debate over it. It was pretty one-sided, which is fine. Again, it's fine. I don't mind that it's one-sided, but bring some facts. Anyway, so that's that's it for today. Um, there's a lot of people writing into them. I know some people are going to be attending their next meeting when they're supposed to vote on this potential ordinance. So there's still some hope for those who are Kratom proponents. But uh, 
clock is ticking. <laughs> so get a move on if you are. All right, everybody. Well, take it easy. Have a great rest of your day. And thanks for spending part of it with me for my birthday. <laughs> okay, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>